This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 104 of the Catholic Foodie, Grace Before Meals. Welcome to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're going to talk uh, about a dynamic priest who dons not only a Roman collar, but also a chef's apron. I'm talking Father Leo Padalinghog, folks, you know, the priest who kicked Bobby Flay's butt in a throwdown in early 2010. Father Leo's cooking ministry is called Grace Before Meals, and today I'd like to share a few thoughts with you about the Grace Before Meals movement. Also on the lineup today, a wine recommendation, my recipe for Cajun round steak parmesan, a healthy debate on food and business, and Sarah Reinhardt joins us right here, the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. But before we begin the show today, I'd like to thank our sponsor, DivineOffice.org. Again, I'd like to extend the invitation from episode 103 to you. If you are on a Mac running 10.6.6 and you would like to get a free copy of the new Divine Office app for Mac, send me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. I'll be happy to arrange that for you. All I ask in return is that you spend a couple of minutes leaving an excellent rating and review of the app on the new Mac App Store. I'm trying to promote excellent Catholic apps over there in the new App Store, at the new App Store, and on iTunes. So if you're game, let me know, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. There's something else going on, too, that I'd like to call your attention to, about.com. I'm sure you know about about (laughs) about.com. About.com is a huge portal, online portal, that gives you access to all kinds of information, all kinds of content across the board. I mean, things from, goodness gracious, I'm sure chef's knives to uh, uh, cats, skinny cats, fat cats, any kind of cats, uh, to Catholicism, to Buddhism. I mean, anything you can think of, about.com probably has a channel for that. So a uh, huge, huge online portal. And they, they do have a Catholicism page Uh, And uh, you can find that at catholicism.about.com. And right now, this is what's going on over there at about.com. They're hosting their own Reader's Choice Awards for 2011, right? For 2011. Or 10, huh? No. Oh, okay. This year. All right. 2011. And I have some recommendations for you in the Catholic department. So if you go to catholicism.about.com, and that link, by the way, I will post in the show notes over at catholicfoodie.com, then you'll be able to vote for, or actually at this stage, nominate uh, the best of the best in the Catholic online world. Here are some of the categories that you can uh, nominate some online things for. Actually, they got some offline things, too. You've got the best Catholic book of 2010. Uh, the best Catholic blog, the best Catholic website, the best Catholic podcast, uh, best Catholic magazine, the best Catholic newspaper, the best Catholic iPhone app, the best Catholic iPad app, the best Catholic to follow on Twitter, and the best Catholic Facebook page. This is exciting. This is really exciting because it gives us an opportunity to promote, once again, excellent Catholic content online, which helps more folks to hear the good news. And more folks, it can bring more folks to an awareness, to a knowledge of what's going on in the Catholic world online. Very exciting, and we have an opportunity here. So I want to encourage you, first of all, to go to catholicism.about.com and to nominate uh, some excellent Catholic content producers out there, both online and off, because you've got magazines and newspapers here, too. 
And I do have some recommendations for you. And I have some other, um, let me see if I can find this here. I do have some other things to suggest to you as well. Matter of fact, Divine Office, divineoffice.org, they have a recommendation too as far as uh, the nominations go. And here's a page that they put up. I'm going to put this link in the show notes once again at catholicfoodie.com. Here's a page they put up uh, about this nomination period. And what they want, they want you to do, what I want you to do is to nominate divineoffice.com as your favorite Catholic um, iPhone and iPad app. Absolutely. You know, that's the thing. I feel it's kind of tricky for me right here because guess what? I produce Catholic content too. So my natural tendency is to say, hey, nominate me. <laughs> but, you know, you've got so many incredible uh, uh, Catholic producers out there, websites, podcasts, uh, blogs. I mean, just so many excellent things out there. I'm going to give you my list of recommendations, and I'm going to say, you know, of course, for some of these, I would love to be nominated. I, you know, I can't hide that. I, I think it's a hair thing. You know, I'm bald, and so the next best best thing to have in hair or not having hair or having hair would be to be, you know, nominated for some of this. I think, mm-hmm. you know, don't yeah. you think? Oh yeah. So of course, you know, I'm going to recommend my myself. But what I would definitely recommend is Divine Office for the for the uh, the best Catholic iPhone and iPad app. Absolutely. So. Uh, I will leave a link to their announcement here on their website, divineoffice.org. I'll leave that uh, on the show notes at catholicfoodie.com. But let's take a look over here at about.com. Oh, my gosh. I had technical difficulty before uh, starting the show tonight, and I had filled all this in, and guess what? Oh, gosh. It's all gone. It's all gone. But I'm, I'm over there right now here. Let me go ahead and just tell you my, my personal recommendations, my personal uh, nominations. You know, for the best Catholic book of 2010, I cannot help but nominate my very good friend, Lisa Hendy, and her book, The Handbook for Catholic Moms. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Best Catholic book of 2010, Lisa Hendy uh, with The Handbook for Catholic Moms. That is definitely my choice. Uh, the best Catholic blog, you know, there were like a thousand different blogs, of course, that I would love to recommend. But the one that I thought of is faithandfamilylive.com, faithandfamilylive.com. Danielle Bean and her crew over there at faithandfamilylive.com, fantastic. It's, it's kind of like a hub. It's a portal mm-hmm. there. Uh, it's a Catholic blog, tons of bloggers from all over, Catholic bloggers who, who blog there. Wonderful stuff, uh, faithandfamilylive.com. My nominee for Best Catholic Website, believe it or not, CatholicMom.com. CatholicMom.com, Best Catholic Website. Once again, another hub, another portal, lots of stuff going on over there. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Best Catholic Podcast. Now here, yeah, I was kind of torn. I don't know what you're saying. I was really, really very, I was kind of torn here, and I thought, (laughs) you know, it would almost be, I would be unfair to myself if I didn't at least nominate myself for something. I think you could. You, you know what I'm I saying? Could. And I mean, and it's, you know, this is the Catholic Foodie. It's a podcast, you know, the podcast. And heck, folks, I think I'm going to nominate myself, you know? That's okay. You think I could do that? I think is that all right? Okay. okay. Yeah. And it's not because, you know, it's just, well, I mean, I, maybe, I don't know. Just going to nominate me. <laughs> so if you want to nominate me, that's great. That would be fantastic. Uh, Best Catholic Magazine for me, Faith and Family Magazine. 
Faith and Family. Once again, that is connected, by the way, to the faithandfamilylive.com website, their blog. It's kind of uh, all of a piece there. Best Catholic newspaper for me, National Catholic Register. What do you think, Charles? Yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent publication, National Catholic Register. Uh, best, best Catholic iPhone app, hands down, Divine Office. Yes. Divine Office. Mm-hmm. The liturgy, the hours there for the iPhone, iPad, Divine Office. Absolutely. Best Catholic iPad app, same thing, Divine Office. Hands down. Even though we don't have it. Don't have an iPad. Because we don't have an iPad. Don't have an iPad. But hey, it's the same thing as the iPhone app, just bigger. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's great. Um, we do have it for Mac now, which is awesome. Praise God for that. But there's not a category here for that, unfortunately. Uh, your nominee for the best Catholic to follow on Twitter. Again, I'm torn. I've got there's like a thousand people I could recommend. So instead of recommending anybody else, I'd say recommend me because I follow those thousand. <laughs> and so if you follow me, we're all together in community. So Catholic Foodie, I'm I'm on Catholic I'm on Twitter as uh, as Catholic Foodie. You can follow me there, and also the Catholic, the best Catholic Facebook page, again, torn, because I don't know, you know, I, it's just, there's so many, but I kind of like mine. Yeah. So, <laughs> Facebook.com, Catholic Foodie, love it, wish you'd be a part of it. We have 600 and almost 650 uh, people there who are part of that community, uh, the Catholic Foodie online on Facebook. And you know, it's funny, Char, because, you know, I have the website, of course, CatholicFoodie.com, big blog, I post things there, and that's where all the show notes go and all of that. And it seemed like for a long time, a lot of activity was happening there. People would go and comment on posts and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I noticed that the post or the comments really have decreased a lot o- over at CatholicFoodie.com. At the right. same time, though, there's like an explosion of people commenting and discussing and participating on all the same stuff over on, on, on Facebook.com slash CatholicFoodie. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yep, yep. So would you recommend that folks like come visit us over at Facebook.com slash Catholic Foodie? I would. All right. You can like us over there, and of course, we'll like you back. How about that? That sounds great. <laughs> okay. So that's it, folks. Uh, once again, you can go to CatholicFoodie.com to find out more about this and to get the links again to this, um, um, well, the Reader's Choice Awards on About.com for 2011. As I mentioned in the intro there, our uh, discussion today is going to be about Grace Before Meals and gracebeforemeals.com, all the wonderful stuff that Father Leo Petalinghook is doing. And uh, in that spirit, I'm going to take the prayer today from his cookbook, Grace Before Meals. So uh, let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. This prayer, by the way, comes from page 173 of his cookbook, Grace Before Meals. Loving Father, we thank you for the family gathered around the table, the friends who extend your goodness, the food which nourishes our bodies, and the faith that strengthens our souls. Keep us ever mindful of these blessings, and may this food inspire us to bring these blessings to those who go without family, friends, food, and faith. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. I don't really drink, you know. Of course you don't. I wouldn't either if I was drinking that. But you would have to be an idiot of elephantine proportions not to appreciate this 61 Chateau Latour. And you, Monsieur Linguini, are no idiot. (laughs) 
Let us toast your non-idiocy. You know, honey, we haven't had an aperitif segment in a long time. It and seems. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Just, you know, time. Okay. It all has to do with time. You know, kind of like that TV show Lost. It all has to do with time. You know? <laughs> we uh, just finished, by the way, we just finished episode, uh, not episode, we just finished season four and started season five of Lost yeah. for the first time. We've never seen it until now. And, uh, it's so incredible it that's, makes my hair fall out. That's where our time is going. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So um, along those lines, you know, I, I don't know why we haven't had an aperitif segment. It's just it's been a while, so I figured we would have one today. And what I would like to do, as a matter of fact, when I thought about, you know, it's going to be a wine. We're going to talk about a wine. When I first thought about this wine, I was thinking, hmm, we're going to have to, you know, i got to come up with some kind of music, something to go along with this because this is just too good. Too good not to uh, not to have some kind of music to go along with it. So uh, this is the song that came to mind. And uh, let me see if I can pull that up here. Well, little lady, let me elucidate here. Everybody wants to be a cat. Because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Tell me everybody's picking up on that feline beat. Everything else is obsolete A square with a horn Makes you wish you weren't born Every time he plays Isn't that a great song? In fact, I heard that live today at the open house for the drama the new theater. Yeah. The kids sang that? Well, some kids sang it, yeah. Some kids sang it, huh? Well, uh, the reason why this is so apropos is because the wine we're going to talk about today is called Fat Cat. And if you are there on uh, Ustream, you can see the bottle. Fat Cat. Big old fat cat playing the piano right there on the on the bottle on the label very very cool you know so uh let me on their website which i thought was hysterical too their website website you hear that website is actually very um jazzy i like that let me pull up that music real quick while uh while i can there we go. This is uh, on the website for Fat Cat. I kind of like that. And so I'm going to crack this bottle open. Not really crack it open, but pop it open here. This is how he got me to sit down at the desk here. I told her I'd pour a glass of wine. Cheers, honey. Born appetite. Gonna taste this uh, Cabernet, Fat Cat Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm. 
What do you think? Well, we've had it before. Yep. And um, I like a Cabernet, and I like a full-bodied red. Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of wine I like to drink. It's got a nice little astringency to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, on the website there, this is what it has to say. I love it. It's really jazzy. Very jazzy. Fat Cat. Uh, Fat Cat Cabernet says, That's Cab, as in Callaway. The late night bistro jam session of the collection. This well-crafted, full-bodied, dark red lays down big blackberry and cherry aromas before breaking into a riff of rich, round tones and toasty oak notes that hang on for a long and mellow finish. That's well written. That is. It's jazzy <laughs> in and of itself. It is. It says, uh, nothing harmonizes better with this bluesy Cabernet than your favorite Miles Davis, John Coltrane, or Thelonious Monk. No doubt this cat can go solo, too. Either way, it's a mouthful. Uh, for starters, for the taste buds, for the taste buds, you know, for starters, warm up with crackers and cheese. Try gorgonzola. That would be really good, by the way. Mm-hmm. That would be great right now. Sharp cheddar or parmesan. For eats, the playlist includes grilled steak, baby back ribs, andouille sausage, and grilled tuna. Wow. The uh, Fat Cat 2006 Cabernet Sauvignon wins gold medal at Tasters Guild International 2009 Wine Judging. And the bottle we're pouring from right now is 2008, I believe. Yes. Yes, it is. This would go good with the recipe I'm going to share in just a bit, which is going to be for Cajun round steak parmesan. Awesome. We have some something special in the freezer, too. Some blue cheese crackers that Eleanor gave me for my birthday. Ooh, I didn't realize we that. We slice, and I know, I didn't realize, I don't know, I didn't think about it till just now. But, um, I mean, when I like to drink a red, I really, this is, a heavy red is, is my preference. So, it's, um, I mean, this is a good, like, everyday wine, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a breakfast wine? A breakfast wine. I'm kidding. <laughs> after, after your, after your Catholic food and coffee, you, you have a fat cat. You have a fan cat. That's right. <laughs> well, good. So, thumbs up on this? Thumbs up. All right. Meow. Meow, that's right. It should be meow. (laughs) Everybody wants to be a cat. Claws up. Fat cat. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of the can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh-huh. I'll have what she's having. Well, folks, in this appetizer segment, I'm going to share with you something that really isn't an appetizer. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a recipe for round steak parmesan, Cajun round steak parmesan. I just posted this on the website over at catholicfoodie.com a couple days ago, and or actually yesterday, and I want to share that with you now. This is a good, you know, it's a takeoff. Everybody's heard of chicken parmesan, which is really good. I like, I like that a lot. Uh, this is a, a round steak parmesan. You know, round steak is one of those kinds of, uh, it's one of the cuts of steak that um, if it's cooked for a long time, it can really uh, be delicious. But if you try to cook it quickly, it, it tends to be kind of tough. 
that, that cut of meat is a tough cut of meat. And so you may have to do something like, you know, pound it. Tenderize it. To tenderize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just cook it down, you know. And in this recipe, I kind of try to do both of those. You know, take two, te- uh, two pounds of round steak, some kosher salt, and uh, we use uh, what, what kind of, uh, it's uh, not finely ground, what is it called? Coarse, coarse kosher salt. Uh, black pepper, freshly ground black pepper, some cayenne pepper, which, by the way, you know, instead of doing salt and, and, and black pepper and cayenne, you could use, if you have available, a Cajun, a Cajun seasoning like Conrico or Tony Sachery's or Slap Your Mama. Slap Your Mama is one we've gotten recently, and it's really good. I'm pretty impressed with it, and it's got a good name. Um, <laughs> and it is just those three ingredients, yeah. salt, pepper, and cayenne. But it's, it's, it's just it's really good. Put together pretty well. Yeah. Really well. Uh, also, we have a uh, one egg beaten, a tablespoon of water, some uh, breadcrumbs, about half a cup, two tablespoons of bacon grease, and I, I put bacon grease in here in lieu of vegetable oil or um, uh, canola or anything like that, which is a topic for another segment. Um, but bacon grease is always good. Matter of fact, if you want to reserve that bacon and throw it in, you can do that too. It'd be extra good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have here. Let's see some uh, basil. Half a teaspoon of dried basil, 28 ounce, I use the cans of uh, diced tomatoes, 28 ounce can of diced tomatoes with the juice, regular just tomato, the the juice that comes with the tomatoes, and then a 14 and a half ounce can of the diced tomatoes in puree. Uh, Minced or crushed garlic to taste, and for us that's probably six to eight cloves, and I would probably crush mine rather than mince it. A teaspoon of honey, a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese grated about four tablespoons or so of dry red wine, half a teaspoon of oregano, and uh, a cup of mozzarella cheese, shredded mozzarella cheese. This is what we do. We cut the round steak into serving-sized pieces. In this recipe, we're going to have about six servings, so about six uh, serving-sized pieces of round steak. You combine the salt, the black pepper, the cayenne, or just use that Cajun seasoning mix we talked about earlier. You want to sprinkle the seasoning on both sides of the meat, and use a mallet, or in my case, the back end of a knife or something, to, uh, to, to flatten out and tenderize the meat. And then uh, you want to take the egg and the water, you want to mix that together, combine that. And what you want to do is you're going to be dredging this, uh, the meat. So you combine that, then in a separate dish, you're going to combine the breadcrumbs and the basil. You're going to dip, dip each piece of the meat into the egg mixture, then dredge it into the breadcrumbs, coating each side completely and and as evenly as possible. Preheat your oven to 350. You're going to heat a large skillet on the stove over medium-high heat. You add the bacon grease. Once that bacon grease is hot, then you are going to uh, put the steak in there, brown it on both sides, remove it from the skillet, set it aside. In the meantime, you want to take uh, your tomatoes, your garlic, your Parmesan cheese, wine, honey, oregano, salt, and a dash of cayenne. Mix all that up together. Then you're going to take the round steak and place it into a baking dish, preferably 13 by 9 by 2. And you you, you pour the sauce over the meat, and then you cover it tightly with foil. You bake it at 350 for about an hour to an hour and a half, uh, or until the round steak is tender. Remove the foil, top with mozzarella cheese, continue baking uncovered for another 5 minutes or so. You want that cheese to melt, and you want it to kind of start to turn brown. You want it kind of brown on the top, you know? And you pull it, and you can serve that over linguine, and uh, serve it with some hot French bread. Now, another thing you could do 
which we did not do the last time I prepared this, is you make an Alfredo sauce. And so you actually serve it with two sauces, just -hmm. like a traditional chicken parmesan. You'd have your Alfredo sauce on the on the the pasta, and then you serve that chicken on top of the pasta, and then the red sauce on top of that. Wow! So yeah, pretty uh, pretty intense, pretty intense. But of course, in this recipe, that that uh, that round steak is cooking down in the oven in the red sauce. You talk about good. It is. It really good. It slap your mama good. It is. <laughs> so that's the appetizer for today, although it's not an appetizer. It's just a recipe. I hope you enjoy that. My mom actually texted me earlier this morning and asked me a few questions about the recipe because she was going to make it today. How about yeah. that? So I can't wait to find out how that came out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. All right. Hey, Food Network, on this episode of Throwdown. We're breaking out the sizzle platters, pop plate, and cooking up some steak fajitas. Father Leo is a Catholic priest with unexpected talents. My fusion fajitas have some serious power. And his fajitas make some serious noise. God is calling. He may be tighter with the man upstairs. You know, I was an altar boy. So do my fajitas have a prayer? Are you bringing out the rosary? Do you want one? (laughs) My name is Bobby Flay. My mission, to find the best of the best. My objective, perfecting their signature dish. The plan of attack, I'm showing up to challenge them, but they don't know it. I may win, I might even lose. It's anybody's game. It's the ultimate throwdown. What do you think about that, honey? That's so fun. I love it. <laughs> I love Food Network. First of all, I mean, Food Network is like, uh, it's addictive. And we don't have TV per se here at the house. I mean, we've got, we don't have cable or direct TV or anything like that. We've got um, an antenna, <laughs> which is terrible. But we, you know, we've got Netflix. That's where we get lost from, man. We, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Incredible. Let's just stop recording and go watch Lost. Oh, all right. Um, but, but whenever we're on vacation, whenever we are in Baton Rouge, let's say at your mom and dad's house, that's all we with watch. their, with their 16 TVs in one room. I mean, it's, you know, we watch Food Network and it's, it's, I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's it. several shows, Food Network shows and that I just I absolutely it. love. If, if you ever went to the gym, you could watch it while you worked out. Are you trying to tempt me? <laughs> are you trying to tempt me to so work I out? I watch it there, but. He, he does. It. Well, now that you mention that, I might have to go every day. You could. So go go walk on the treadmill and watch Food Network. That's right. That's but, what I do, uh, which I always, <laughs> always look around and think, what are people thinking of the big, you know, <laughs> me? They're like, no wonder you better, you, you better keep walking. You watch. better keep that. walking, huh? I'm watching like, you know, desserts and stuff. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But it's fun. It's fun. And, you know, it, it's... um. Food Network, there's so many different shows. There's so many things that I love. I mean, I, I love Alton Brown. Alton is like the Mac Daddy Food he's Network so funny, star. Know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Alton is, he's hes wacky, he's zany, he's crazy. He's just a lot of fun. But he has great facts. Oh, it's incredible. He's, he's yeah. a scientist. I mean, that's the thing. He's, he's like into, you know, what makes food the the way it is, how it, how it works. That's right. It's just really good stuff. And then the other, I mean, a couple other shows. I mean, I love um, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Oh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. 
that's like my job. That's like my dream job. Yeah, watch I could, that while you work out. I you could know? do that. That that would be <laughs> that's me. That's the Catholic diners, drive-ins, and dives. That's wow. That would be me. I love that. But on top of that, on the, you know, the, you have those two great ones. But in addition to that, you've got Bobby Flay. Yeah. You know, throw down with Bobby Flay. I mean, goodness gracious, who doesn't like competition? You know, competition is like exciting and it, it i'm sure it gets ratings you know what i mean it's like people love to to watch a football game or a basketball well, game or whatever all these shows you I have mean. your iron chef and all that but you got throw down with bobby flay and then what happens last year and i'm I, if i may be off of my dates but i think it was like november or something like that of last year um father leo was approached by food network oh, really? and at first he thought it was Kind of a joke. I mean, they, someone sent him an email from Food Network, and he kind of thought, whatever. Didn't Wait. respond. But then what happened, because of the, the the note was something like along the lines of, hey, you know, we're thinking of putting this new show together on Food Network, and it's going to kind of um, feature certain cooks, home cooks, chefs who, who you know, who are doing really good things and who have, I guess, influence in the, in the, in the, uh, in the community. And of course, Father Leo is a priest and blah, blah, blah. And so they're reaching out to him to see if he'd be interested in being part of this, this new show. Not that he would be the only one. It wouldn't be like a Father Leo show. It's just part of a show. And it, I hope I have all my details right. But from memory, that's kind of what it was. And he didn't respond at first. He thought it was just like, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Food Network. Right. You know. Well, then they sent a follow-up email. And that's when he kind of looked and says, well, maybe this is real <laughs> so he contacts them and then sure enough um it's it is real and it's food network and they kind of set this whole thing up and it's going to be this the the, the, they, the day they're doing the the shoot he's there and it's going to be with a bunch of people so it's out in public and a lot of people are there well in actuality he was being set up by food network because it was bobby flay who was going to issue a throwdown you know so in the middle of this whole thing Bobby Flay comes in, shows up, and issues his throwdown. This did not air until, I believe, February of 10, 2010. I loved this show. Was it that? Are yeah. you sure that's I'm, the I'm, I, okay. I could be off. I could be off, but I'm pretty sure. I thought it was like September, but I'm, I could be wrong. Uh, time is... I don't, a, I don't know. Flips. I, yeah, time, okay. time is terrible. I'm terrible with that. But I, from what I can remember, it was early... In 2010, about a year ago, when this aired, and it may have been January, but I think it was February. So anyway, uh, I loved it. I loved it so much that I, well, talk about that later. All right. <laughs> I got a copy of it. Let me just say that. I got a copy of it, and I showed it to my class when oh. I was teaching. I was teaching. I showed it to my students because I wanted them to see that a priest who's like real, who's, you know, I mean, goodness gracious, Father Leo is like a black belt in Taekwondo, and he's a specialist in some, and I, I don't remember, he's Filipino, so his, there's a Philippine uh, martial arts thing, and I can't remember the name of it, but it has to do with like stick fighting. Well, he's an expert in that too, mm. and he's a black belt in Taekwondo, and he is an award-winning break dancer. Oh, wow. And he's a priest, and he's mm -hmm, like... Mm -hmm you know, involved in the education of seminarians. And on top of that, he's doing like his own online uh, videos, right? Cooking shows. 
He is an affiliate of SQPN, right? He's got all this stuff going on. He's got a, a deal right now with PBS that as soon as the money is raised to do it, he's going to have his own cooking show on PBS. Um, let's see what else. He's got the cookbook. Let me get. Let me grab my copy right here. He's got a cookbook called Grace Before Meals, and Grace Before Meals is actually the name of the movement, what he calls a movement that is sweeping the world, the Grace Before Meals movement. So the, the cookbook is part of that, and also his website, which is gracebeforemeals.com. Now, is there any way to kind of like encapsulate this? What is this all about? What is Grace Before Meals all about? It's really kind of hard, I would think, to kind of encapsulate the whole thing. And once again, I'm trying to read over the top of my microphone. Uh, I can say this. I will say, first of all, that, I mean, Grace Before Meals reminds me a lot of the Catholic foodie. You know, I did not know Father Leo before I was struck dumb by this inspiration of the Catholic foodie back in October of 2008. I had never heard of Father Leo. I didn't know that. I didn't know him. Never heard of Grace Before Meals, although he started it, I think, back in 2003, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. But very, very similar in their approach is using food, of course, food and faith, to reach families and to build family. And that's kind of what the move, movement is all about. In his book, there are a few uh, quotes, a few things that uh, he says here in the intro that I thought was excellent. Uh, one thing he says is, in today's fast-paced society, many of us have adopted a fast-food mentality. We've forgotten that food is supposed to do more than just fill our stomachs. So as a priest who also loves food, I don't just want people to take theology more seriously. I want to encourage people to take theology of food more seriously, which I thought was really interesting. Because what I have talked about, and I talked about for, you know, for a couple of years now with the Catholic foodie, is that it's really almost like the theology of the body from the perspective of food. Right. Because the theology of the body is very popular. You know, a lot of people talk about that today. Pope John Paul II did wonders, you know and his preaching and teaching about this theology of the body. It's phenomenal when you really think about it, and you study it, and you look at it. But it, it, it really has to do with the sacramentality of creation, and that's what the Catholic foodie is all about, the sacramentality of creation, that, that food is sacramental in a sense, and that whole experience of a meal, the whole experience is, in a sense now, a religious experience. It, it's, it's building community. It's family. It's sacramental in the sense that it's a, a, a signpost or, or a, a symbol of the wedding feast of the Lamb, the banquet of heaven, the heavenly banquet. You know, So I'm, I find all of what Father Leo is doing so fascinating. He says, uh, he says, I see parents and children hungering for the same things, a deeper sense of what it means to be a family a renewed sense of faith, and more opportunities to celebrate love for one another. He goes on to say, uh, talking about how his movement, the, the movement um, Grace Before Meals, is a movement that encourages all of us to consider what our gifts and talents are. The question is, are we placing these gifts and talents in God's hands in order to feed the hungry in our world, beginning with those at our own dinner table? And this reminds me so much of Mother Teresa, who used to talk about that it's a ministry of presence, right? Her, her ministry is a ministry of presence, her, um, that we're called to love, and we, to love the poorest of the poor, starting with those in our own family, mm -hmm. you know, which is such a big deal because we never think about that. We think about the poor on the streets. We forget that 
those who live and and share the roof that we live under often are the poorest of the poor in many ways. Uh, remember, he says, feeding each other is one of the greatest ways we can show love. Consider a romantic dinner where lovers feed each other, newlyweds stuffing wedding cake in each other's mouth, a mother breastfeeding her newborn, a father working long hours to earn bread for his family, and volunteers at the soup kitchen serving the homeless with a smile. All of these examples prove that food is love. Ah, oh, I love that. Oh, I love that Isn't that, that awesome? Too. Isn't that awesome? This is Father Leo, Father Leo. Uh, his cookbook, by the way, Grace Before Meals, uh, I'm going to put a link on catholicfoodie.com. You can uh, just click on that link if you want to purchase a copy of the book, and uh, that would actually help the Catholic Foodie if you purchased it through my links. That would be very nice. So check out the show notes there at catholicfoodie.com for this particular, uh, for the link to gracebeforemeals.com. Um, beautiful stuff. He talks in you know, the introduction. He's talking about grace before meals, what it's all about, kind of this theology of food that he's talking about, which is very similar to something that uh, that that I have I have been talking about for a few years now. So I'm excited to see someone else doing that. Um, he he tells in chapter one the story of this throwdown with Bobby Flay because here's the thing: getting the attention of someone like Bobby Flay with the audience that Bobby Flay has, is huge. And has done wonders, I think, for Grace Before Meals. And, uh, I mean, it's just such a, it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bobby Flay, everybody knows Bobby Flay. And on top of that, uh, to have him, who, who really loves and respects what Father Leo is doing, and Bobby Flay revealed in that Food Network show that he used to be an altar boy, which meant, I mean, he's Catholic. Right. Or at least was Catholic. I don't know. So uh, really, really cool stuff, you know. And and Father Leo has talked about the fact that this throwdown was. I mean, it's done so much for the movement. It's done. It's brought so much attention to what he's trying to accomplish. Matter of fact, uh, this latest cookbook is the third edition, and it was published by Doubleday. And Doubleday came to him at because he self-published it. At first, you know what I'm saying? Doubleday yeah. came to him after the fact and said, this is after the throwdown, we want to publish your cookbook. So this is a new edition published by Doubleday. So a secular publisher publishing it, but it's Doubleday Religion, so they, they also publish a lot of religious stuff, um, publishing his cookbook, which really, really cool. Um, matter of fact, Bobby Flay has a new cookbook coming out, and I saw... On um, Grace Before Meals, the website, gracebeforemeals.com. Father Leo has a blog that's attached to that. I'll send. I'll put a link in the show notes for this, okay, at catholicfoodie.com. But basically in the blog uh, last month, I think it was a post from last month, Father Leo was commenting that Bobby Flay has a new book coming out, cookbook, published also by Doubleday. And so Doubleday wanted to include Father Leo's fusion fajita recipe. Cool. In Bobby Flay's cookbook. Awesome. Which I thought was like, that's really cool. Anyway, this is a new story. I've got a clip here. This is a new story that uh, talked about that. It actually interviewed uh, Bobby Flay and Father Leo about this new cookbook coming out. Let's, let's take a listen to that real quick. 
Well, he's known as the cooking priest and owned also as the priest who battled Bobby Flay on national television. Now he's been honored again by Chef Flay. WHAG's Adam Weiner caught up with the chef who's using good food to spread the good word. Preparing a pastry dish for a charity event, Father Leo Padalingon can't help but recall the event that made him such a hot commodity in the first place. And in the middle of one of the shoots, Bobby Flay breaks through the crowd, challenges me through a throwdown, <laughs> and I prayed like I never prayed before. <laughs> With a unique Asian fusion recipe, Father Leo won the showdown, starting a new, busier chapter in his life. Since the Bobby Flay throwdown, things have definitely increased in terms of busyness and people wanting to know a little bit more about what we do. And so I do a lot of conferences, a lot of presentations. The showdown with Father Leo was so popular, Bobby Flay was compelled to put the priest's steak fajita recipe in his new cookbook. I've got so many people that have come up to me and said, you know, I love that throwdown with Father Leo, the one with the fajitas. He seemed like a great guy. It just had, you know, a really great spirit to it. And, uh, and I have to agree. I mean, he, he was just a terrific competitor, um, you know, just so nice, but also competitive. You know, it was nice to see. And then I got a phone call from Doubleday, which is the same publisher for my book, and they asked if they could reuse it because people have been asking for this recipe. And so... Uh, I was honored. <laughs> the priest is taking advantage of the notoriety. He's continued to spread his message of feeding the soul. You know, yeah. people are hungry for something positive. They're hungry for uh, tools to help bring their families back together to the dinner table because it, there's something very powerful about food. And what I'm trying to do is show that the power of food brings people together. Just made this up as you went, basically. Pretty much. Okay. Inspiration. All right, we'll try it. <laughs> Which makes his food as easy to digest as his message. Good. In Emmitsburg, Adam Weiner, WHAG News. Father Leo has just released a third edition of his cookbook, Grace Before Meals. Awesome. That's great. Isn't that cool? I like it. Ah, anyway, fantastic. And I'm hoping, who knows, you know, me, Father Leo is a food blogger as well. And, uh, you know, there is the International Food Blogging Conference that is going to come, I think it's in August this year, in New Orleans. Sweet. So who do you think should go? I think you should go. I think I should go. I think I should be there. <laughs> Definitely think I should be there. We're going to try to work on that. I'm actually even thinking of... Uh, trying to find a sponsor for that particular event in that event alone. I'm trying to put together right now a package that I could present uh, for potential sponsors who could sponsor me to go. I think, I mean, it's not, it's not cheap. I mean, there's only like uh, 300, I think, spots available. Wow. And yeah. And, That's and awesome. they just opened up, they just opened up the registration this past week and it's, I think registration is 350 bucks. And so it's not cheap and it's, it's, um, you got to kind of get your spot in there, you know? Wow. So I'm going to try to put something together, maybe get a sponsor to to, to go to um, to the International Food Bloggers Conference. I think it'd be fun. Matter of fact, if I can do that, if I can get a sponsor, I was thinking of of maybe uh, contacting the organizers and saying, hey, look, I'm here. I'm in New Orleans. Anything I could do to kind of help you all out, maybe plan some things and uh, who knows, try to incorporate uh, some Catholic stuff in there, you know? That'd be sweet. Never know. Anyway, if you want to know more about Father Leo, gracebeforemeals.com. Of course, you're going to find links to the cookbook and to Grace Before Meals in the show notes at catholicfoodie.com. Hi, I'm Junie. And I'm Ray. And, and this is Mary in the Kitchen, kitchen with Sarah Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> About two years ago, my husband replaced my kitchen faucet. The old one had been limping along, but I kept quiet about it because I knew my husband was really busy at work and I hate to nag him about household projects. When he got around to replacing it, instead of the simple plain Jane faucet I was expecting, he picked out this fancy schmancy one with the extendable neck and two different spray types. It was like getting a Mercedes when I was expecting a beat-up Chevy. That faucet started dripping a while ago. I figured out that if I turned it just so, it would stop. Well, lately, that little trick hasn't been working quite so well. And if I don't turn it just so-so and then wiggle it and hold it a certain way, it will drip. I appear to be the only one who can sometimes get this formula for stopping the faucet's dripping correct. And sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes the faucet drips and drips and drips. Boy, is that annoying. Forget about wasting water and all of that. Have you ever listened to a dripping sink? Well, I have. Just recently. It's annoying. I'm in my kitchen a lot, you know, and it's often where I pray and write. As I was trying not to be distracted by the dripping and the anger it was inspiring in me the other morning, I thought of how patient God is with me. I am guilty of sinning, again and again. I don't even think of anything new. I sin in the same old tired ways, a good old repeat offender. Yet he waits for me, arms open wide, and forgives me completely, 100%, no questions asked. I can go to confession as often as I can, and he will think no less of me. Mary didn't need to go to confession. That might scare you away from her at first, but think about how that gives her such a better perspective on the rest of us. She can see us, and see how much we long to be sin-free. She's human. She knows what it's like to be human. She also knows what it's like to be full of grace, and she wants us as close to her son as possible. The way to be close to her son is to remove the stain of sin. That's what confession is for. Ha! But that's easy for me to say. I hate confession. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? I love how I feel when I leave confession. Clean. New. Shiny. Loved. This week, I'm going to stop worrying about the little annoyances and take care of them with a trip to confession. Will you join me? I'm sure Mary will help us cooperate with the graces we need to get there. Wow. Thank you so much, Sarah. That's incredible. Always is. And it, it sounded a lot like our homily today, didn't it? It did. Woo. You talk about a powerful homily. We wow. had our socks knocked off. It was it's incredible. Awesome. Incredible. Don't want to don't want to get into that in mean, the homily. It was just it was too much. I think that would be like a whole nother show. Whole nother show. But we did approach our priest about 
doing a podcast for the second time. You know, I mean, I've mentioned it before, but we could set him up real quickly with a little um, incredible little mic and just teach him how to press a button. And not that it would be past him or anything, but just to pray. And he said he'd pray. He's he's kind of he's incredible preacher. um, You know, humbled by the the idea of it, but um, it's amazing. I don't know if he'd understand the simplicity of it, but he's got a gift and an anointing on him that's really amazing. There are yep. very few people, I think, that have that sort of um, gift of preaching. That's absolutely. absolutely. So we'd love to share that absolutely. with you. I would, yeah, add, definitely. So say a prayer. Definitely. And um, maybe one day you'll be able to access those homilies. Those homilies, that's right. And, uh, and, and and Sarah, thank you so much. That was uh, beautifully said, beautifully communicated, and oh, so true. <laughs> I'm not even creative. It's the same thing over and over again, you know? <laughs> God, unreal. And God loves us so much. I, it's hard to imagine, you know? It is very, almost impossible to imagine how much He loves us. So thank you again so much. You can find more of Sarah Reinhardt over at her blog, snoringscholar.com, snoringscholar.com. Thank you also to L'Angelus, a wonderful Louisiana band, Cajun awesome. band, uh, for allowing us to use their Ave Maria in the show. Also, from the same neck of the woods, the same neck of the woods as uh, L'Angelus, that same area at least, we have Simplicities of Life, right? Kessie and Kobe Thomas. Wow. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, over at simplicitiesoflife.com, not only do they sell incredible rosaries, I mean, beautiful, I mean, the craftsmanship, I can't, I can't say enough about it. You know, it's, it's beauty, it's craftsmanship, it's uh, longevity. I mean, it's something that's going to stay around for a long time, like an heirloom piece, you know what I mean? Beautiful rosaries and also religious jewelry. Not only that, but they also have a blog. And the post that was up, I believe it was yesterday. You know what? While while I'm sitting here, I'm going to pull it up and see uh, when that was. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was a post, and I thought it was about uh, their pastor. Who this? That this is the funny thing. Their new pastor, it's a relatively, he's rel- relatively new as their pastor. He and I were uh, roommates, not roommates, we were hall mates when I was in the seminary. He was right down the hall from me. He graduated the year before I did, uh, Father Bryce Sibley. And uh, this, this, is, uh, this is the rosary. There's a picture of his rosary awesome. that they made. For Padre was the name of the post, For Padre. It's on simplicitiesoflife.com. It says, This past summer, we were blessed with a new pastor for Our Lady of Wisdom Parish. We have come to know him more and have grown to love him more each week that he that has passed. After Kobe found out that Father breaks all of his rosaries, Kobe was on a mission, a mission to provide Father with a rosary from Simplicities of Life that would handle his prayers. Wow, I love that. Says we are proud to have Father leading us in this time of our lives. His support for our family, our parish. And our community means the world to us. Thank you, Father, for being part of our lives. Now, it doesn't mention him by name here in the post, but I happen to know that it's Father Bryce Sibley, who's a friend of mine. We were in the seminary together. Uh, great, great guy, great friend, and a, and a 
just an unbelievable priest. So he's heading our way next. And month, he's coming too. next month. He's going to yeah. be speaking at our parish next month. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that as it gets closer. I think, but um, this is a, you can see the picture of the rosary that they came up with. Once again, you know the beautiful thing of one of the many beautiful things about simplicities of life is that it's a it's a family business. Cassie and Kobe homeschool like we do. Uh, they are are faithful Catholics. They pray together. They pray with their family. Uh, and, and and one of the things, if you look at their website, simplicitiesoflife.com, they say that, that the, the, the business part, it's Holy Spirit-led. It's Holy Spirit-led. They really do pray about these rosaries and the religious jewelry that they make. And so I remember talking to them and having them on the show about, I don't know, goodness, two months ago maybe? And having them no talk about it, and they were saying how um, they uh, really prayed about how to make Father Bryce's rosary. Like, what, what is it? What, what, what should it be like? And they prayed about That's that awesome. before they actually made it, and they waited until they were inspired by the Holy Spirit to do that particular rosary. You know, and I know I love my rosary. I feel like that was inspired, the one that you have, and just beautiful. It's perfect for us. So if you are interested, if you need a new rosary, if you want a new rosary, if you're looking for something that's really special, handmade, beautiful, one of a kind, check out simplicitiesoflife.com. Kessie and Kobe Thomas, let them know that you heard about them from us here at The Catholic Foodie. In fact, actually, before you close this out, I need to call them tonight because we have little girls with birthdays coming up. Oh, yeah. And they make jewelry, too. Very, very nice, unique, all types of um, religious jewelry. Um, so we got to do that. Please gotta remind me. We'll do. And, we'll do. you know, it's time for, like, to start thinking about um, all those First Communions in the spring. So if they do those special rosaries as well. Perfect timing then, huh? Now's the time. Now's the time. Cool. Simplicitiesoflife.com. Here's a way you can be creative on a daily basis. Well, how else in your life can you actually create new things every day? And you have to eat. This mm -hmm. is the thing we all agree on. If you're going to eat three times a day to the day that you die, why not be good at it? Well, it's that time, honey. It's time to close out the show. And I want to just uh, mention a few things before we close out. First of all, sqpn.com. SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network. Uh, the Catholic Foodie is an affiliate of SQPN. Right now, SQPN is in the middle of their giving campaign. SQPN is committed to excellent Catholic content online. And they need your help. They need your support. Uh, it costs money to do things online. Uh, that's that's the fact of life. It's a fact of life. And oftentimes, Catholic activities online are paid for by, well, us. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, there's no there's no government funding. There's no uh, <laughs> uh, necessarily a business that's generating money to do that. It's it's either individuals who are doing it or it's an organization, nonprofit like SQPN that is making this stuff happen. And so SQPN every year has a giving campaign. Right now they're about 44, 45%, I believe, uh, to their goal uh, of $150,000. 
So if you uh, can afford to uh, send a few dollars their way, go to sqpn.com, and there's a button there on the right-hand side. It's a little pig, a little podcasting pig that needs to be full, (laughs) needs a full belly. So uh, sqpn.com, you can check that out and uh, and, uh, and just make a donation. Just give whatever you can, just a few dollars or or whatever it could be uh, to help us, to help us to continue to produce excellent Catholic content online. sqpn.com. Also, want to remind you that we do have coffee over here, the morning offering, the Catholic Foodies morning offering. We have that in dark decaf and medium roasts. You can find that at catholicfoodie.com slash coffee. This is fair trade coffee. This is specialty coffee, hand-roasted coffee, local coffee by local. And uh, we can ship that out to you. We do so every Wednesday. It is hand-roasted every Tuesday. So if you have not yet tried Catholic Foodie's morning offering blend, Go to catholicfoodie.com slash coffee, read all about it, and place your order. It's well worth it. Trust me, it's good stuff. And uh, let's see, we've got, I just want to ask your prayers. I have got a new TV project coming up uh, that's coming up uh, this week. Matter of fact, you might read more about that on the blog at catholicfoodie.com. I haven't posted anything about it yet, but in the next day or two, I think I'll have something up there for you. So uh, just in the meantime, support me with your prayers, please. A new project coming up, TV this time. People have always told me I've got the perfect face for radio. <laughs> and so now here I'm going to be on TV. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. So we'll uh, just, I just need your prayers, you know. I'll pray for all those people who will be watching. That, I keep asking him what he wants to wear so I can, like, clean it. That's right. We'll just pray for, pray for people who are watching that they won't really see me. They'll see, like, Bobby Flay or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have fun. Anyway, it'll be great. It's going to be fantastic. But do please keep us in your prayers. Also, if you have feedback, anything you want to say to the Catholic Foodie, you can always give me a call at 985-635-4974, 985-635-4974, or shoot me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Don't forget, you can always participate in the community. You can participate by making comments and engaging in conversation at catholicfoodie.com. And also, especially nowadays, at facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. I cannot wait to hear from you over there. And until next time, bon appétit! Bon